This is one of those episodes that you're not going to get out of the car for. You know the ones that I mean, you pull up outside the house and you cannot turn it off because you are that hooked, you have to listen to the end. This is also the longest episode I've done so far, but it is so, so worth it. Even though I've only been doing Adventures of a Geriatric Mum for a couple of weeks now, well, a few weeks now, it's been in the making for a couple of years. And my intention was to not only just share my own journey to motherhood and my own experiences, life observations and genuinely a bit of banter. I also wanted to share the stories of other women, but not just that, professional women as well. Uh, Women who help women who are going through infertility and just try and break down these taboos. I came across this lady last year when I was going through a third round of IVF. So I already had Roman, my son. I had a frozen embryo um, at the clinic and I was going for transfer. And now that takes a couple of months in itself to get your cycle right. And I had to go through injections again. So I was injecting again for about two weeks prior to transfer. And when they took the embryo out, it didn't survive the defrosting process. So I'm jacked on hormones waiting for this embryo to be transferred. And um, and it didn't work. And I had a crash. Not only did I have a big hormonal crash, I had a massive emotional crash as well. And it was really tough. It was a, a beautiful friend that recommended this lady to me and said, you need to go and see Jackie on the Whirl. So I booked an appointment with Jackie. Um, I knew she did acupuncture, but what I got from her was just so much more. I received an acupuncture treatment. I offloaded a shitload of emotional stuff. And um, and you know what? And she showered me with love, love, support, and gave me the most beautiful kick up the arse to stick with it as well. And I've also made an incredible friend in Jackie. I knew straight away that I clicked with her. I just kind of knew. It was one of those moments. And I even said to her at the time, I'm going to be doing a podcast and I want you to be on it. So I am so grateful that she said yes and that she is my first guest speaker on Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Now, if you are going through fertility treatment yourself at the moment, you do not want to miss out on this lady's advice, wisdom, words of love. Everything that she can share is so powerful. And I only wish that I'd met her prior to having Roman and that she could have helped me from an early stage. She is incredible at what she does. But not only that, if you have friends who are going through fertility treatment at the moment or are struggling, then do share this podcast. And not for me, not for me, not for popularity, but for them, because they will thank you for it once they've listened to what Jackie has to say. Now, I have to apologise about my runny nose. Roman's had tonsillitis this week and I've been worried sick and I've ended up with cold sores, ulcers and I'm really run down. So (laughs) all I can do is apologise for the snots. But please make sure that you take the time out to have a listen to this incredible lady. Let me know what your thoughts are. Get hold of me on social media and enjoy. Mel. Yummy mummy. Geriatric mum. How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like 
Do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Well, hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. And I am so excited today to invite my first ever guest onto my podcast. And this is a lady who I just think is incredible. But I can't tell you how excited I am to welcome Jackie. Jackie, welcome. Oh, thank you very much, Sally. It's lovely to be here. Oh, no, no, no. Honestly, I'm so glad when you said yes, when I messaged you and you're like, oh, yeah, of course I will do. Um, because it's um, you're somebody that, do you know what the crazy thing is? I've, I've not even known you that long, but I just feel like I know you so well. So it was, it was, it was just, it was a no brainer for me. It was an absolute no brainer for me with all your expertise and everything that you know. I, I just had to get you on my podcast. So listen, Jackie, I want you to tell, uh, tell, tell me a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself. Um, so I'm a five element acupuncturist trained I've got a degree in sports science I started my health and fitness world as an aerobic instructor in the days before they did them like they do now when you wore little leg warmers and you had little uh, cycling shorts and the so way back in those days so I went from that took my degree and then my acupuncture degree and then carried on through and in my personal life I have two children and I had secondary infertility and was also told I wouldn't be able to have children because of a car accident and also because of endometriosis so I kind of which is kind of what led me into specializing on female health holy shit I didn't know that do you know what it is well because when I come and see you as your client it's all about me really isn't it so (laughs) (laughs) bit of a selfish bitch do you know what? I don't even for one minute think when I get into your treatment room oh let me ask Jackie how she is <laughs> I'm just like fucking sort me out <laughs> right okay that is loads and loads to take in so right start from when you first got into acupuncture then and so was it the secondary infertility that led you to acupuncture no it was after a car accident where I ended up not being able to be a personal trainer and fitness instructor and they said I wouldn't be able to work but they also said um, all the different consultants I saw because basically I stopped at a red traffic light in London because it was red so I stopped but the car coming around the corner behind me didn't stop flew into the back of me pushed me into the cars and I had steps do you remember step aerobics yes I was turned and a step hit my head so I've got a brachial plexus injury in my neck well in my brachial plexus so they Jesus. said I would be in pain forever I would be on painkillers forever that could potentially destroy my stomach lining, but I wouldn't be able to come off them. And if I had got pregnant while I was on them, there'd be an issue. So there was, that was all wrapped up in this one year after my uh, car accident. And I went to everything. I mean, I, I, I sulked for a year, to be honest. I was quite depressed. And I put on weight and I was told my back hurt because I was fat. And I thought, well, it didn't hurt before the accident anyway. Um, and then... I ended up at acupuncture. I tried osteopathy, chiropractor, all of, all of them helped a bit. Painkillers, obviously. But then I went to this acupuncturist and my first ever acupuncture treatment, uh, he put his, he, we were chatting, but then he put his hand on me and I laughed hysterically. It was the weirdest thing. And then all of a sudden it switched and I sobbed. <gasps> and it, it just, the emotion came out of me. And then at the end of the treatment, 
I could see in colour. Now, this is really odd because I, an, an old acupuncturist told me that this isn't normal. It, well, not normal. It's a very specific thing that happens after a first treatment. It's like I've been living in black and white. It was the weirdest thing, and suddenly I could see colour. So, off I toddle, have an acupuncture, regular acupuncture, and I, um, I didn't. I then got pregnant, and it wasn't a particularly happy marriage, but I did get pregnant. But I'd been told I wouldn't be able to, so I ignored that. So basically, I came off the painkillers, got pregnant. Um, everything was fine. She was born early, though. She was born at 35 weeks. For no reason that we know, other than she's impatient, as far as I can work out. She, she's awesome, so, your daughter, though, by the way, isn't she? She's an absolute warrior. She really is. Yes, and she's yeah, she's an acupuncturist, and she's, she's, she's who I studied on. So when she was uh, a year and a half, a year and a half, two years old, when I first started acupuncture, I used to do all the point location on her. So she's known acupuncture forever. These teeny tiny little legs, and I used to like play with them and do the little acupuncture points. So she, was, she was my first little acupuncture model. <laughs> so yes, that was her. Um, but I'd already been told I potentially couldn't get pregnant. So in my head, I'm someone that can't get pregnant. Did get pregnant with her. I wasn't on contraception because I was told I couldn't. And unfortunately, that marriage broke down for many reasons. But then I tried for a second baby with my then partner and it just didn't happen and it just wasn't happening i did i wasn't i don't think i knew i had endometriosis then i just knew it wasn't happening but also i I think there are other uh, things at play uh and he wasn't right for me so i wasn't meant to have that child Mm. but um it did lead to the breakdown of that relationship and not to be too graphic i know you don't mind graphic. i don't mind graphic i don't mind graphic at all and i've said this to many women that come to me i will never forget that feeling when you wipe and the blood is on the tissue <gasps> I, I said and this i'm not joking i said this just a couple of weeks ago on one of my podcasts and because it's and, and you don't want to be graphic because sometimes I, and i'll be dead honest with you some women do overshare and you're just like shut the fuck yes. up and it puts other women off but Every woman understands that when you go for a wee and you wipe and you're just like, fuck, and your heart just sinks. It's shit. It's a shit feeling when you just come on. It's the shittest feeling ever. And the weird thing is, talking about it now, I can still feel that emotion. I can still feel. So when I'm chatting to my women, I'm not thinking, you know, I really feel it. And you can go, oh, my God, that still hurts, that feeling that I might not be able to have a second child. And one of the other comments, which we talked about before, is somebody I know who has five children, who, when I was desperately upset because I couldn't have the second child, said, well, at least you've got one. (gasps) Trying for a second baby, it's something I hear all the time. I hear it all the time. Oh, well, don't worry, because you've got Roman. Don't think for one minute that I'm not grateful for my son, you stupid bitch. And it is, it's all, and it's only women that say it. Men don't say it because men don't know yeah. what to say half the fucking time anyway. But women come out with the, and sometimes they don't know what to say. And I respect that, that some people don't know what to say, but there's an old wives tale. And it simply is, if you've got nothing nice to say, then don't say anything at all. Yeah. So keep your fucking mouth shut. But yeah, I get it. I get it a lot. <laughs> I get it a lot. Oh, well, you've got one already. Or do you know what I get? This is this is what I've had recently and it's starting to really piss me off. Oh, I tell you what, you can have one of mine. Really? How much? How much do you want? How much do you want for it? <laughs> so, uh, well, I'm not, I'm not fucking joking. I'll come around with the car tonight and pick him up. But don't in any way offer me your child because I'll fucking take them. <laughs> 
But it's, if you think about it, it's fucking insane. Oh, I tell you what, I have one of mine. I'm sick and tired of them. Okay, when, when? We're doing it. I'll come around this weekend. It's fine. Yeah, not a problem. Sorry, Jackie, but I totally relate to that. And do you know what? There'll be thousands and thousands of women that get that as well because it's almost like somebody's pointing the finger at you and saying, don't be such a selfish bitch. You've already got one. You should be grateful for what you've got. All right. Okay. Thanks for that. And it's such a network web of upset fertility world because you've got the people that people the women people we have men are struggling to who can't have the first one so of course they're going to be like well you've got one but then you've got the people that have got one but really would like a sibling who are going but why can't i have one i've had one I, why why can't i do this the second time this is insane and it, it, it nobody wants to upset each other but you do find you're all constantly tiptoeing around because you don't want to say the wrong thing to somebody, but everybody has the right to be upset. Everybody has the right in their own situation to go, I'm just feeling a bit crap about this, actually. I would like this other child, not, yeah, but you've got one. Or, you know, keep trying, keep positive. That's a bit like saying, you know, cheer up when you're depressed. Yeah. You know, to my ladies that have been through five IVS, do I say keep positive? No. I say, do you know what? Try and put the negativity in a box. Try and have that box of hope. But you will never feel as hopeful as you did on your first IVF. You will never feel as hopeful because you know the pain. You know the hurt. You know what it's like when you're not getting pregnant. Oh, fuck yeah. And you just, it's devastating for people. It's, uh, I'm, I'm going, well, you know I'm going through it right now. Um, I have been since, 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 oh my God, I can't even tell you how many years it's been now. Because obviously Roman's three. Roman was three last week, legend. Um, he's just such a dude, even though he's had tonsillitis, the poor little dude as well. And I look like shit. I've got, <laughs> I've got cold sores and ulcers because I've been up all night stressing about him. But he's fine now. He's bouncing off the walls and trying to pick up dog shit in the garden today. I was like, no, leave it alone. Don't fucking pick it up. <laughs> clearly he's my child <laughs> but it's been going on for years and people are like oh but you're so you know you're so upbeat about it yes because if I wasn't I would be dragging myself along the fucking floor I'll be honest because yeah. and it's the, that's the way I deal with it I have to deal with it in this way because I've dealt with it the other way before and guess what it didn't work for me it didn't work for me and you're right you can't the, the one thing at the back of my mind and I have loads of friends that are like, oh, Sally, you've gone through IVF and you've gone through this. Now I went through ICSI in the end with Roman. And obviously I'm going to go through donor egg next time round. Um, and I've had, um, you know, what advice would you give me? And this is me and I'm just a normal fucking woman. And all I ever say is don't ever stop. Don't ever stop. Literally see it through everything that you can go through to get where you want to be. And that's all I kept thinking about was I'm going to be a mum. No matter what I need to do, I'm going to be a mum. That's all I ever kept saying to myself. Uh, and then I did loads of crazy affirmations, put crystals in my bra and... <laughs> fucking legend. <laughs> Honestly, the women come in here. So one woman, she's just beautiful. She comes in and she literally, the noise of the crystal every time. I'm like, how many have you got in there? Oh, I had to get a new sports bra to fit them all in. <laughs> I love that woman. Oh, I love that woman. <laughs> It is amazing. <laughs> no, but you, you, you're so right. It's, it's, I, it's the one thing that I, I know. I always keep. I always say, eyes on the prize, eyes on the prize, and that's what I did when I was when I was trying for Roman. I, I was going through IVF. I went through a second round of IVF, and I, I knew if that didn't work, then I'll move to the next thing. What do I need to do next? Then so a donor egg, yeah. and obviously now we're we're at the next thing. Now we're going through donor egg, and then 
who knows this this is going to work it's not going to work I don't know I'll deal with that when it happens but at the same yeah. time you, there is more ways than being a mum in this day and age than you know there's there's so many options and that's what I always keep thinking if you want to be a mum you'll do whatever it takes to become a mum or whatever it takes yeah and it's, it's fucking brutal. And you see it firsthand because, I mean, you know, so when you decide, oh God, do you know what, Jackie, I totally got off the subject. Sorry, but I get so excited talking to you. Um, and you were saying that you were were trying for your second one. And is that when you decided then that you were going to specialise in acupuncture, fertility acupuncture? No. When it, I think I was, I was doing all, all types of acupuncture. And I think I was always drawn to women's health because... It just interests me. But I think it was when I met my son's father and then fell pregnant. I think it was, I, I was pregnant with him when I went to my first Cedar West kind of talk conference thing. And when she was just starting out. So we, God, how old is he now? 16. So it would have been 17 years ago. So that was when I first started going, oh, hang on a minute. I could talk to people about this because I've had a quite an interesting journey and I could talk from the heart. And I can really feel how this, you know, how to deliver the information and how to be there for women. And I want to know more about this because this isn't as easy as we think, this falling pregnant lark. You know, this is meant to be easy. It isn't easy. And we're told all these different things. And we're not given the right advice at all. We're just really not. The people aren't there for us. I don't want to have a go at any clinic because clinics are doing their best with what the information they've got. However... My best advice to women would be nowadays is take back control. We are in control of our bodies. We can do everything nutritionally. You know, if your body is out of balance, I mean, I'm not going to go on too much about it, but you've got your omega-6-3 balance. If your body's inflamed, if you're, you've got high levels of arachidonic acid, all these things, if you haven't got vitamin D in your body, if you haven't got, if you haven't got the right nutrients in your body, if you're not eating nutrient-rich food, and if you're not relaxed, if you're stressing too much, all these things, and you are going to stress. Please, anyone listening, I am not telling anybody not to stress <laughs> because you would be a saint. There is no way you won't worry or stress. But take back control. Just because a doctor says, like a doctor said to me, you won't be out of a baby. A doctor said to me, I won't have a career. A doctor said to me, I'll never exercise again. I ran a marathon when I was 40. I've got a career. I've got kind of offshoots of career. I've got two children. I was told I'd have none of that. Don't listen to other people. Listen to yourself. Listen to your instinct and research and talk to people. And us women should be helping each other. We should be going, oh, my God, I did this. I did this. But the best thing you can do is help your body on a cellular level. And absolutely nutrient-dense food. Any woman who wants to have a baby, just get rid of highly processed foods now because it doesn't nourish your body. Oh my God, honestly, Jackie, I've got good. No, I fucking love it. I've got goosebumps <laughs> because it's so true. And I heard this the other day, actually, and it was somebody said, ask questions, but then question the answers. And that's what, yes. and not enough of us are doing that. We're not doing that. I was, I was told I had a 2% chance. My AMH was so low. You've got a 2% chance of having, uh, of having a baby. It's crazy. Which is why, I, you know, women need support through this because, you know, if I'm seeing people who've had miscarriages, getting pregnant to them, you know, in the outside world, they'll be like, oh, my God, that's amazing. It's not amazing for somebody to have recurrent uh, miscarriages. They're so scared, so scared. And they're trying to be positive because everybody tells them, stay positive, that means the baby will stay there. What? No, do you know what? Let's give them some love and, like, hold them and, you know, let them cry and let them talk because 
they're scared. And at every stage, I mean, uh, the women I treat, I don't treat anyone that gets pregnant easily. That's not who I treat. So the women I treat, you know, they're, they're going for the next stage. They're like, oh, my God, I'm finally pregnant. And you're, you're like, relief. And relief gone. Oh, my God, am I going to get to the next stage? Am I going to get to seven weeks scan? Seven weeks scan. Oh, now I'm scared again. Now we've got to get to the 12-week scan. And it just keeps going and going and going. And it doesn't stop. And then all of a sudden, they're at the point they're going to have the baby. And they're like, well, I don't know what to do with the baby. I'm too busy getting really scared about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap, I'm now going to look after a whole human being and making kids safe. And I was like, oh my God, that's a whole new, new level of worry. I know. And do you know what? And like, even, I mean, good God, we've had tonsillitis in the house this week. And even at three years of age, I'm sli- I'm sleeping on his bedroom floor and he's literally leaning yeah. out of his cot, hitting me on the head. And I'm like, what is this? It's just, it, it, you're so, so true. You're so, that whole journey. Do you know how weird it feels though now? Like that that whole stress that I went through to have Roman feels like a fucking million years ago feels like a million years ago but there's a part of me that's obviously I'm going through it again but it's not as bad because yes I do have Roman but at the same time I'm going through those emotions again that I went through before and it is shit and it is shit and mine is low AMH that's what it is it's low AMH but it's like you said question you know, ask the questions and don't believe everything that you hear. And which I, 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 I could still conceive naturally, potentially. I could still conceive naturally. So I go back to low AMH means you haven't got many eggs, but you could have a thousand crap eggs and you could have a hundred good eggs. So just because you've got a low AMH does not mean you can't get pregnant. It just means you haven't got a lot of eggs. That's it. You might have some corkers in there. I have to tell you this to you, by the way, that you're, you're listening to Roman uh, sleeping. So Charlie's 16 now. So he was in a really... For some reason, his music started full blast in the middle of the night the other night. I've run upstairs. I'm like, what is going on? Thinking he's partying, fast asleep. <laughs> so I'm leaning over him, <laughs> thinking, is he dead? Oh, my God. I am actually did the thing where you put your cheek... Oh, mummy. And I got, whoa. Yeah. Like he's, alive. he's alive. We're okay. We're okay, okay. I'll go back to bed, turn the music off, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't stop. Oh, Jackie. Big hairy Charlie now as well. <laughs> 16 year old hairy Charlie. Fuck off, mum. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah. Like, what are you doing, mum? <laughs> that is honestly, that's going to be me. 100% that'll be me. 100%. Yeah. And because he was. <laughs> Because, bless him, he was born poor. He had a cleft palate. So this is my children's story. So Beth was born, and she was born early, but allegedly was fine. But she was quite high maintenance as a young baby, and the the marriage wasn't great, so there was a lot of stress. So her first year wasn't great. For me, I mean, she probably doesn't remember it. Well, maybe she does. Who knows? But it wasn't great. So I had this second child, and I'm like, do you know what? This is going to be ace. Oh, my God. This is going to be, I'm going to enjoy this one. No problems. Brilliant. Born with a blooming cleft palate. Oh, baby. I didn't know that we had like, this is a whole story on its own, which I would talk to you about another time if you want to. But so I had a lot of uh, heartache for the first couple of weeks because he wouldn't feed and stuff. And then we're in hospital every month, pretty much for the first year. And he had to have a gastrostomy. And then he had all these different things going on. And I remember getting to the like end of it and going, are you kidding me? (laughs) This was meant to be the good one. I actually looked at both kids and went, if you're not good teenagers because you were shit babies, <laughs> there is going to be trouble. 
And to be honest, they are quite good to They're you. amazing. Them, Your kids are amazing. Yeah, they are. They're so cool. They're so cool. <laughs> Do you know and what? I also remember when, <laughs> when Charlie was going through his crap, someone actually said this to me. Do you know, it's lucky it's happened to you because you're so strong so you can cope with it. <gasps> oh, oh. Oh, do you know People what? People say corkers without realising. Thanks for that, bitch. Absolute <laughs> and I'm like you. I use humour. Yeah, you have to. And I keep strong. Yeah. And, you know, when you've, you know, different lives, different past, you just become a certain person who tries to have, you know, that energy and tries to stay up. But you don't really need a curveball comment. No. Oh, you lucky thing. Yeah. Lucky you got that child with the cleft palate. That's it. Do you know what? And I've, I've had this before. Well, do you know what, Sally? It's because you're strong. It's, beca- it's because I'm strong. Do you know why I'm strong? Because I've made myself fucking strong. That's the reason why I'm strong is because I make myself strong. And pe- it's like when people say things to me like, oh, well, I can't do that because I'm not you. No, guess what? You're not me. But at the same time, I've had to work on me so much to get myself into like the mental state that I went through with, with you know, when, when trying to have Roman I mean it is from when you go through transfer and you actually have the embryo transferred you have to wait two weeks that two weeks until you have to then take a pregnancy test you're all sorts of shits going through your head is it going to fall out is it going to fall out I was afraid to take a piss at first because I was thinking we're going to go for a wee and wipe arms if it falls out I don't know if it's in there or not is it did they definitely put it back in you know did they put it in all of this shit goes through your head but you've got to mentally You've got to be so strong and resilient. But I wasn't that sort of person. This is the person that I've become because of what I've gone through. And it's, yeah, you're right. Some of the people say the most stupid shit. They really do. In fact, I'm going to do a podcast just on that alone because it's it's incredible. What's some of the insensitive shit I've been... Do you know what I've heard recently? Oh, you'll love this one because I don't, you know, I don't drink. I don't drink. I've not drunk for years, right? And that's not getting pissed. I literally don't drink alcohol. I decided to stop drinking alcohol years ago. And that was a conscious decision. It was just like, oh, do you know what? I don't really enjoy it anymore. I can't handle hangovers. I partied so hard in my 20s working on the radio that it just doesn't serve me any longer. And somebody said to me the other night, do you know what you need to do, Sally? You need to go and get pissed and you'll get you'll get pregnant straight away. Oh, will I now? Thank you for your medical advice. And you can shove that up your ass. <laughs> it's a bit like when you've got this poor, distraught mum, which I've had, and people are going, they're like, oh, I can't get her to take the milk or they can't take the breast or this is happening you just need to calm down. Oh, well, if only oh, I thought Oh, fuck that. me. Yeah. Oh. oh, my God. It's You're that. A miracle worker. Thank you. I didn't realise it was that easy. Cheers. I just needed to stop stressing. <laughs> God. Did I ever tell you this about gripe water, right? This is so funny. Totally off topic now, but this is so funny. But Roman had really bad reflux when he was like on the boob. And then because he was such a big baby, he was doing bottle boob, bottle boob. And I just, my boobs just couldn't fill him up. And then my mum said to me, well, tell you what, Sally, get him some gripe water. And whilst you're there, swig a bit of it yourself, all right? And I was like, mum, why do I... (laughs) This is hilarious. Mum, why would I want to drink gripe water? I tell you what, Sally, it's lovely stuff. Lovely. So I get this gripe water and I had a swig of it myself and I was like, it tastes like shit, really. It's not very nice at all. Why is she telling me to drink this? So anyway, the child health visitor, Roman had to go for a weigh-in. So I was like, yeah, 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 he's just struggling at the moment. You know, he's colic and he's, you know, he's a bit he's a bit windy and everything. He's not doing very well. But my mum's told me to get gripe water and she's actually told me to drink it. And she went, that's because in the 80s it had alcohol in it. <laughs> So I actually found out that my mum was shit-faced at home looking after me drinking. 
Sandra. Good on you. How bad is that? <laughs> There's my mum in a blue dressing gown, <laughs> watching the Sullivans. <laughs> One for you, two for me. So yeah. you're getting all this information from these older women. I know. I mean, blimmin' Google and whatever, Facebook nonsense, you know I'm rubbish on all the social media. All of this stuff, throwing information at I don't know how young women these days know whether they're coming or going. Oh, do you know what? Right, it's it, you're so right. And one thing that you have said, which I have to re- literally emphasise, is there's not enough information out there for women. But also, women need to help each other, and that's that's the whole reason why I've done this podcast is because I think still today infertility is still a massive taboo it's still a huge taboo and it's almost like people don't want to talk about it people are still embarrassed about it um you we've already mentioned it before but people don't know what to say to people who are going through it and therefore they say the most inappropriate shit is with your clients is there a reoccurring thing that you're seeing all the time with ladies that are coming to you is there things that you think do you see patterns jackie at all um not patterns what i am seeing is the women are getting younger um, infertility is more of an issue, but also 50% of infertility is male factor now. It's, you know, it's not predominantly women anymore. Or, or, or was it ever? I don't know. I haven't right. got seen the research from right back then. But I would say you've got you've got the mixed messages of women leaving it a bit late because they were told they can have everything. And, you know, you and I both spoke about this. You cannot have everything as a woman. That is not. And should you? I don't know. That's up for another debate. Should you choose a path and love it and stick with it? Can you have a bit of everything? I know for a fact you can't have everything perfectly. If you want high, really high standards in anything, you certainly can't be juggling 20 balls to get it. Mm-hmm. So I've got that. I've got endometriosis. I've got polycystic ovaries. Not I've got. People can no, see I know. I get it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got many, many different reasons. Unexplained infertility. And um, I've got a bit of a problem with unexplained because it's not investigated enough from my point of view there are lots of different tests you can have on your body you can have the dutch hormone test you can have the omega-6-3 balance test you can have the omega-3 test you can have a vitamin d test you can have tests to find out the state of your internal body but you won't get them um through the doctors as such they won't investigate like that so there is actually quite a lot you can find out so unexplained might be simply that the hormones just aren't working properly together there used to be this um game where you turn a wheel and a, a, a disc goes in you turn the wheel again and the disc goes in you turn the yeah wheel. Down, downfall oh downfall. god yeah it was a bit like it, it was a, like a nice plastic game from the 80s wasn't yes. it yeah 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 so for me that's what i feel like hormones do they all click together and they all mean something and they all need each other and what happens is you also get stressed so your adrenaline's on fire you know your adrenal glands are kicking out cortisol and of course, when that's happening, when you are stressed, when your body's in stress, whether it be because you put food in that stresses your body, whether you're emotionally stressed, whether you're mentally stressed, whether you're physically stressed, whichever stress it is, if you've got too much going on, your body goes, do you know what? I'm in fight or flight here. I have to survive. And do you know what? I, I, I want to survive, so I'm not going to get pregnant. 
So your body, there's another reason your body might not get, you might not be getting pregnant. And the amount of stress that is in everybody's lives right now, there, you know, you only have to turn radio to, there's constant fear, stress, pressure, and women and, well, men, we're going in through life and it's like, oh, you're 18. Oh, you need to think about meeting someone. Oh, you should try to, oh, no, hang on a minute. You also need to go to university. Right, go to university. Are you done with university? Oh, now you need to meet someone. And then you need to think about buying a house. Oh, you can't afford a house ever because everything's super expensive. Tell you what, work all the hours God sends and have yeah. no life to buy that house. Well, meanwhile, meet the love of your life. Oh, and have kids. Don't you just know it? Everyone mm-hmm. around you starts having babies. Now, I've got a rule in my clinic. I'm like, if you come in, if your best friend's pregnant, you can have a go at her in my clinic. It won't leave the room. You will get it off your chest. You're not a bitch. You're not a horrible person. You just need to offload that emotion. It's just an emotion. And if you don't allow an emotion to pass through you and out of you, it's not going to stay there and affect you. So come and say whatever you want and then it's gone. I won't remember it. Because this is what I think is wonderful about you is the fact that, yes, you do treat acupuncture, but you are the most amazing listener. You listen to every woman that comes through that door. And you're right. It's not just I think you're treating people, you're treating the bodies. But at the same time, you're treating the mind as well. One hundred percent. A hundred percent. Body, mind, spirit. A hundred percent. Because that's what you said to me. You went, go on, then slag them off. Go on. And I was like, oh, fucking brilliant. <laughs> and I was <laughs> I, obviously, as you know, I don't hold back. So I was <laughs> I put the world to rights on, the, on a number of occasions, to be honest with you. But it's, I think that's what is so incredible about what you do is the fact that women do feel so safe with you. And it's, it's because of my friend, and I know she won't mind me mentioning her name. It's because of my friend, Justine, that Justine put me in touch with yourself. And that is where your business is so powerful because it's a referral business. People come to you because yeah. of that, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it is. Because I, I don't really advertise as such now because I'm in a very privileged position, but I've been doing it 20 odd years. So, you know, people know you and it's, you know, I mean, where, where I am is, what's the word I'm looking for? People like a chat. Yeah. So people do talk and spread the word, which is lovely. Which yeah. Is lovely. And there are lots of ladies around that I've helped. So it's weird because I've been here so long and then you suddenly walk into a child or a young adult and you go, oh, you're one of mine. And oh, lovely. Thank you so much for my baby. Oh, that's so lovely, Jackie. Hello. Yeah, I'd, I'm, I'd be just in tears at that already, to be honest. I'd be crying. I'd want to be kissing babies. Yeah, that's because your work uh, is magical. A recent, uh, a recent story is a lady that came to me and she was 30 and she had a miscarriage and then for 10 years didn't get pregnant and just kind of gave up on herself and she was a bit overweight and she was she was just blaming her being overweight and everything and I don't believe just being overweight is an issue for fertility I believe what you might be eating might be an issue for fertility but just being overweight isn't because most of us carry a bit of extra half stone stone away it's not an issue if you're eating properly anyway so she came to me she she actually sorted out some dietary things and sorted out some supplement things and took my advice which was lovely and at 40 she was just about to go, I think she was going to go to America to have IVF. Anyway, fell pregnant naturally. Everyone was gobsmacked. And then she's uh, had the baby, I think, about three weeks ago, little boy three weeks ago. Oh, yeah, wow. completely. And she was told, no, that won't happen. Never going to happen. You're going to have to have IVF. Without doubt, have IVF. And that's one of those lovely stories. And I'm going to say I don't always have, you know, part of my job is to hold people that don't get the happy ending. You know, some people go to donor, which is great, and I will talk people through that. But some people then don't get 
and have to come to terms with that. So, you know, you have to hold people through that as well because you can't just go, oh, well, it didn't work. Well, I'm done now. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm still here. I'm still here for you, you know, and let's see if you're going to go another way or you just want me to hold you while you cry. Do you know what? That's what I, I remember sitting in your clinic and I remember saying to you, the exact words to you, oh, please don't think bad of me. And you went, why? You've not even said anything yet. And I was like, oh, yeah, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I apologising for being myself? And I remember you said to me, just say it. I don't give a shit. And I was like, yeah, but isn't it funny that we do? We apologise before we say something. And and it's really strange, but you, you made me feel so comfortable. And actually, you really empowered me, which was amazing, to be honest with you. You really, really did. You gave me a kick up the arse at the same time as give me a hug. And I really needed that at the time. I really needed it. And that's when I was... I, you're actually in my phone as Jackie Acupuncture. And I genuinely didn't know... What, I, I didn't know what your last name was, Jackie. And I've shared your number with so many people. And they're like, what's the last name? I don't fucking know. It's just Jackie Acupuncture. <laughs> It's a bit like when you get your nails done, you've got like Claire nails, like Jackie Yucky Puncher, yes. or you've got a tash, like Tina Tash. She does my tash, yeah. Well, somebody's got me in their phone, it's Jackie Puncher. They haven't even given me my name, I'm just Jackie Puncher. I've just become it. That's exactly it. You've morphed. It's brilliant. Right, I've got to ask you this. You said to me once, because I know that I'm. I know that I've got a lot of listeners who are actually trying for children at the moment or are going through some sort of treatment. What did you say to me about keep your feet warm? Because that's one thing that you said to me, Sally, keep wearing socks. And whenever I speak to any of my friends, I'm like, yeah, just make sure that you're wearing socks. And they're like, why? And I'm like, I don't know, but literally Jackie punched, <laughs> Jackie Acupunch told me to do it. And I swear by it. I wear bed socks all the time and my feet are never cold. Because that's one thing you said so to me. So basically what you want is, we'll, we call it your lower jowl, between your belly and your bits. So the, the bottom part of your abdomen, you want that to be warm because it holds your uterus, it holds your ovaries. And, it, you know, you want good blood flow and you want warmth through that lower area. The body is designed, if you're cold, to stop the circulation and all the warmth to your hands and feet. So if you have cold feet, likelihood is you're getting cold around your body and then you'll get cold into your uterus. So the idea is warm feet, warm lower jowl or warm lower abdomen, whatever you, you know, if you use the Western. So that's why you keep your feet warm. You want good, you want blood circulating, you want the, 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 the spleen meridian ends in the feet, and you just want that spleen return, transforming and transporting fluids and keeping the body flowing. That's why you keep it warm. Amazing. I can, I'm so glad that you've actually explained that instead of me just saying, just wear socks, <laughs> just wear socks. Because your body will yeah. always try and save itself. Your body is so clever. It's always trying to re- heal itself. It's trying to regenerate. It's trying to get the cellular health. But it's also, you know, it will always try and make sure your internal organs are warm because your hands don't really matter if your heart stopped. But, you know, if your heart keeps going, you can, you can lose your hands if you had to. You know one wants to, but you could. God, it's crazy when you say it like that. Yeah. What about yeah, um? So what you is your, your what are your top tips then for anybody that's trying at the moment? What are your top tips? I know that sounds a bit crazy, but I know you you're strong about diet, aren't you? So just just give us your top two tips okay, or top so three top tips, tips, whichever. For years and years and years. I mean, as you know, I am I I'm very big on test based stuff now. So for years, I've always said you must have an omega three supplement. You must have a good multivitamin. You must have a good uh, it used to be probiotic but the research lately isn't so good on 
So big on probiotics, more about having dietary fibers to feed your gut to make its own probiotics. So I'm learning this all the time. I'm really big on this. But I've always said those these three, those three things and vitamin D are huge. Now, I do work with a company called Sandino because they do test space. I'm big on testing now. I'm big on find out where the omega-6 rebalance is. Then let's put you on the, the oil. And, it, and don't just get any omega-3. Please seek advice from somebody. Don't just go to any local shop and pick one up because they can go rancid and then they don't feed you and they don't get to you on a cellular level. It's much bigger than people are told. Do not just get bog standard omega-3 or vitamin. And you don't want Vulcan agents, you don't want synthetics, you want natural. So I would say get a good supplement package and you will need things like CQ10 and you might need DHA. Get advice. Don't just troll the internet for it. Find someone that will sit with you and go, right, what exactly do you need? Because each person is so individual. So that would be that. Diet, I would say do not eat any processed food, highly processed or processed food. Anything with a barcode. You know, people say to me, um, there's going to be nothing to eat. Salmon, broccoli and potatoes. It's not that hard. Just don't eat highly processed food. There's a lot that there's plastics in these highly processed foods, phthalates. You've got um, uh, fructose, and there is fructose in fruit, but it's got fiber with it, so you can digest it. But when you've got this fructose, your body isn't working properly. So your body is basically put into a state where it can't burn that calorie for fuel, but it also can't absorb it for nourishment and cellular development. So you're putting, literally putting stuff into your body that is making your body work harder than it should. So a good diet but again get the mediterranean diet is actually a really good diet so things like that high protein high fat good fat the only fats you should have really are olive oil um coconut oil and avocado oil don't cook with olive oil avocado oil and coconut oil olive oil should be drizzled it's cold pressed for a reason so it's cold pressed so you want high fats and proteins good proteins but i mean again, again you need to get good advice for that so that's that bit I would say go for either acupuncture or reflexology or Reiki or whatever floats your boat that will give you that extra bit of support. Somebody you can absolutely talk to and you know has got your back and is holding you. So we go for that. And then exercise. You must exercise. And women get scared because there's all this, don't use weights because something might happen to your uterus. No, you're fine. Obviously, over the two-week period, you know, you'd be very careful. When you're pregnant, never exercise more than 70%. I don't know the exact ins and outs of the... I'd I'd have to speak to a PT about that. But, yes, regular exercise is important because you want your body flowing properly. You want everything moving properly. There is something to say for maybe a couple of drinks and a night of passion. Maybe that's what I do need to do then, just get a bottle of Blanc and a a bit of Blanc and a bonk. And the title of your next book, <laughs> A Bit of Plonk and a Bonk. <laughs> right, Jackie, where can people find you? Because you're on social media, aren't you? So just so if people want to connect with you or find you, where can people find you? On my website. Oh, amazing. Tell us your website. Kafia.co.uk. You're fucking hilarious. <laughs> you don't even know my website, do you? How many it's on my phone i just look at your instagram i just stalk your instagram all the time (laughs) that's all i do (laughs) i'll never forget the first time i came to see you and i picked your dog up and just sat down with him and you went yeah i know you're all right you're stroking my dog 
Oh my god, Eric is the size of a hamster. Literally, he's like the yeah. minute smallest chihuahua I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he's so tiny and he tippy tapped across the floor to me. And I picked him up and I was like, fucking no, you're getting a cuddle straight away. Picked him up and sat him on my lap. And he's just like, he was so delicate, isn't he? He's just so cute. And I was like stroking his little head and he molted all over me. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck is this much hair come off something so small? <laughs> But no, he's the beautiful. People, the women that have cried, I mean, he must, he's had so many tears on his yeah, back. he's beautiful. Because when, when women are upset, he kind of snuggles into them and then he's like, <sighs> therapy dog yeah do you know what it was the most beautiful thing arriving at your clinic for the first time and then the little dog because i'm obviously a massive dog lugger lo, lo, lover because i've got you studying <laughs> you're steady on there my lugger <laughs> <laughs> but i picked him up and I, he was sat with me the whole time i was like god he's so cute but do you know what it's so true a bit of doggy therapy he definitely ticks the boxes yeah. doesn't he and he's so yeah. sweet and he doesn't like he's not like a dirty dog or anything like he's just like picking up a little friend and giving him a little stroke and it's a lovely i stroked him for about an hour <laughs> afterwards he was like right fuck off now sally <laughs> i think i'd exhausted yeah, him you have, had, you have been healed my work is done farewell my child <laughs> little yoda <laughs> listen jackie i cannot thank you enough for coming on my podcast honestly it's been so it's so amazing you've shared so many amazing um just bits of advice and insights and and you just totally understand what women are going through and that's what i think makes you so special as well because you've been through it yourself and therefore you're so relatable which is incredible so thank you so much for coming on today um, if you want to get hold of jackie find Find her on Instagram. She's um, she's an incredible lady, but um, uh, she's also heavily booked up. <laughs> yes, I am. She's like one of those psychic women when you go, oh, yeah, you know, it's a six-month wait to get to see her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, my lovely. Have a good day, won't you? Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. If you want to get hold of Jackie, you can find her on Instagram at JackieFairweather27. And the website is www.kafia.co.uk. And if you missed that, I'll make sure that I put it below in the episode notes. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring and you and I are best friends now.